Hey, good afternoon, Patriots, and welcome to Bards FM here on Brighteon TV. We are really into a pretty crazy year, aren't we? Things kind of start out. Here's what we're looking at right now, another crazy event of today, which was finding classified documents apparently in Biden's Corvette garage. And we really have to start asking our questions of really how stupid these people are or if this is really more of a staged series of events to persuade the way we view things, the way we perceive government, and what that may mean. There's um, a lot of traps ahead of us. This is a war of deception, and they control the media. And we have to ask some really hard questions as we go forward to keep ourselves clear and focused on what we're doing and not be caught within the lies and the cattle herding that they're very proud of doing. Remember, they're moving a world to a new system. And whether we like it or not, they're going to continue to manipulate the emotions and the feelings of all we do to arrive at the point where they enslave us in the digital prison. We'll talk more about that right after these messages. The Kelly Key easily converts your AR rifle to bolt action, allowing you to keep the rifle you love in assault weapon jurisdictions. The Kelly Key is a true fast drop-in solution. No permanent changes to your rifle. Import, transport, own, and have fun with your AR. Why the Kelly Key? Because a bolt action is not an assault weapon. Stay future ready from gun bans with the Kelly Key. The Kelly Key also lets you quickly and easily build your ideal hunting rifle, lets you build a quieter suppressed rifle, and benefits your long-range precision shooting. Available now at KellyKey.com with free shipping. Satellite phones have been wiped out globally because of the supply chain collapse and war in Europe. But a truly amazing new option has emerged, the Bivy Stick, which allows you to send and receive text messages using almost any mobile device without relying on cell towers at all. In a world where war, riots, or a power grid failure can happen literally at any time, the Bivy Stick and its two-way satellite messaging gives you the power to reach loved ones to send emergency messages or request a rescue. And to use this device, you do not have to register your name and you don't need to turn on location services or reveal your geographic location. The battery life is several days in duration and you can easily recharge it using a small portable power bank. There are only about 20,000 Bivy sticks that will be available in America this year. Get yours now while they're still available at sat123.com. That's sat123.
And good afternoon, and welcome back to Bright Tea on TV with Mars FM podcast. Patriots, one thing we need to be really cognizant of is our sleep as we start into this year, especially. This is the one thing that this cabal, these people that are running this narrative um, and trying to run this control grid on the world, they want to wear us down. And sleep is one of those critical things that they really want to make sure that you don't get in a good night's sleep. And fortunately for us, we have a great source for great sleep products. And what is that? MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. You can head on over there. That's the Bards Nation's landing page over on MyPillow with all of the latest specials of things that are going on. <clears throat> and with that, you'll find tremendous deals from the Giza cotton sheets, which are probably one of the most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. You got the MyPillow slippers, which are on sale. All these things are great value, great sales. And, of course, they've got a huge overstock sale going on right now at 80% off on selected items. Check it out. There's an amazing number of products. You can use your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S, B-A-R-D-S, and that will give you uh, amazing savings, amazing deals that are on there. This is, again, a company that's a patriot company run by Mike Lindell, who we all know. Obviously, man of God, walks with Christ, and has dedicated his life and his company uh, to fight for the liberty of this nation. One of the only people that continues to hold to the truth that 2020 needs to be corrected before we move forward. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards. You won't be disappointed. Great products, great people, great company, great warranties, great service all the way around. Exactly what we would hope a Patriot company to be. Again, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Promo code BARS. All right, Patriots. So we've had quite an interesting week, which will kind of recalibrate a little bit. Go back to these events with Damlin, Damar Damlin, whatever his name is. He's an NFL player. You can tell I doesn't. I don't wait a lot on his name. But the point is that he fell. He collapsed suddenly on the field, and in the event of collapsing, what? ended up happening is we had this whole spontaneous event of supposedly people praying and so forth. There's a lot of suspect to that. I'm going to be really clear. I mean, we've dug into that enough now to start seeing that during that spontaneous prayer on the field with his team, one team member stood up with a 33 on his shirt. Two other people were in jerseys, one with a nine and a 99, which inverted as a 666. Somebody else in the crowd had the devil fingers hanging up on behind somebody's back as they were praying. In the photo from the hospital, there's a lot of things that look off, including there's another another symbolism of 3-3. So I don't really know what that was in, in design. It was likely an event to do some sort of ritual sacrifice like they do so well. And you'll notice the 33 right there in that image right there under the hand. Um, the problem we have here constantly is that we are dealing with Masons and so much of the symbolism that they need to have constantly comes up. And there's a real, there still creates a, it creates an, an, a, an environment where people are trying to trust in an institution while the institution itself is deceitful. There's no question that God's hand is involved in a lot of this, but we have to have discerning eyes to really start being careful not to be sucked down into these pits of hope. And over hopium. Now, I think what's interesting that came out of the NFL situation is that there was a mass amount of prayer going on in the crowds, in the in the 
parking lots where the tailgaters were and across the nation, people praying for a player. But I find this interesting because, again, if you're going to get to the religion of a nation, ours is not Christianity. Ours is NFL and sports. And NFL is still a very deep cult religion. People here worship it. They um, collect the jerseys. They they live the they live for these tailgate parties. It's it's a it's much beyond just a, a fascination of sports. It has become a worship cult. And as we know, I mean, God will not be mocked, and there is there is no room for idolatries. But that's going to be a hard lesson for a lot to learn. So the issue of what happened there at the NFL situation, I don't think there's any question that there was a staged event right there and that that staged event was intended to uh, bring attention, um, I think, to really pivot the narrative a bit on around this whole thing about the vax. And what you've seen that came out of this is that he got healthy, right? So he went to the hospital, and then after he got to the hospital, then people prayed and people prayed for him, and then suddenly he got up and he came out. In his picture from the hospital bed, like I said, there's a three and a three that shows up. So you have to be suspect a little bit of this. However, that said, this is still an amazing moment where the nation came to prayer, and that's not to be missed. NFL was not allowing prayer. If you remember Tebow, they wouldn't allow prayer. And wouldn't allow him to pray on the field. Coaches weren't allowed to, to have team prayer. Suddenly, prayer is allowed. And you have an ESPN, sport, ESPN sportscaster that was praying on, on TV live. You had another, one of the sportscasters after in the follow-on game where the, both teams came together and prayed on the field, even made the comment that this was going to spread across the, the league. So I think there's kind of a dual issue going on here. I have no doubt that NFL's motives are evil. That's NFL has a reputation of being, you know, it's all about the game, all about the money. And anytime we're dealing with that much power, money, and influence, you're not talking about a godly's place. On the other hand, there is some real opportunities here for people to realize that God is providing some doorways of opening things up to where we can kind of you can start to see some light in the middle of the darkness would be the right thing to say. But that means it's on us. So you'll see right there in this picture, you'll see the three of his mother, the three on Damar, and, the, and then the 33 on the right side with Damar and his dad. I mean, this is, people are going to say those are just jerseys, but we know better because the cabal definitely uses its symbolism and its numbers. It's critical in all of this and everything that it does. So be it, like I said, just pay attention to these things and don't get swept up in them so much. Um, this is a cult that we're dealing with, and the cult isn't going to let go. And so we have to go about our part of it and realize that our focus needs to remain on the path that we're taking, which hopefully, <laughs> when I say that, you're seeking that path with the Lord and not seeking that path where you're trying to be part of this darker cabal. Now, with that, we also had some interesting things happen in Congress. So just to kind of sum up real quick on the NFL piece, the NFL piece happened in such a way that we ended up with a nation coming to prayer. And that was a pretty profound moment. We haven't seen that happen in sports. And I think I could even challenge, put, the, put forth the postulate that if we got started NFL over and they said that we were going to start every game with prayer and not the national anthem, I would say most people would probably agree, okay? 
this is a great picture here of you seeing this because this is a situation where you have the crowd praying and you have the NFL players on the ground praying. And I don't have any doubt that people are praying to God. I mean, there's whatever the cabal's intent is, I would say they've kind of lost control of this narrative. Nonetheless, it's going to be up to us to sustain that momentum and sustain that focus on prayer. When we move into the congressional issues this week, we saw some other things happen there. Some And things that you, these are just points that we have to look at and ask some hard questions of. And we've taken a lot of things for granted and we continue to take things for granted that we really shouldn't. What happened in the, in the vote for McCarthy and a lot of people feel that McCarthy is a deep state. I, I don't question that. I don't think that's going to change much. But there is a bit of a pivot that we have to look at in all of this. And that pivot is that we've seen 30 Republicans initially down to 20 hold out and drag this out while McCarthy was eventually voted in. There's some strange issues, though, with that. McCarthy's lost a lot of weight, too, if you haven't seen him in the recent months. So either he has a really good trainer or he has a really good clone specialist. I don't know which, but I'm telling you right now, the dude has lost some weight. And it's, it's something to pay attention to. Um, I say this because there's a lot of this happening right now. There's a lot of these people that are showing up. Biden is a good one. We, we cannot continue to believe that these people are the same people. You're seeing too many anomalies in the way their facial features are. Their ears, their eyes, um, sudden loss of weight, sudden getting youthful look on their faces. There's other things happening here before us, and we don't have the full picture. And it's important to create a critical mind and a mindset to constantly question these narratives. To accept blindly is why we are here. We arrived at this place because we accepted what we saw and didn't trust our gut. We didn't trust our intuition. We just looked at things and said, okay, and that's part of keeping people in a slumber and keeping them numbed down, ultimately taking them into a hypnotic state where we don't see the anomalies before us. Don't be afraid to ask the questions. I mean, I, I will put it out there openly. I mean, the question, who is Biden? Because we have had way too many anomalies to believe that the same Joe Biden is the same Joe Biden we see every time if the real Biden's even still alive. And that's a real hard question to ask, and it's one that we need to answers to because there are obviously more than one Biden in play right now. You need to ask the question about President Trump. How did President Trump in pictures, and maybe it's optical illusion, I'll, I'll give you that, but if you look to the pictures of the wedding they had at Mar-a-Lago, how did he shrink? How did he suddenly get shorter? These are hard questions that have to be answered because we're looking at, we are in the middle of a deception war. And if we continue just to let things pass by and thinks everything is just as it appears, you are going to be sorely misled. And so that kind of goes to back to the congressional thing, to ask some hard questions there. You had 212 Democrats that did not budge one vote for McCarthy. Now, the normal mindset is, well, you know, in a Nancy Pelosi type Congress, everybody says, well, the Democrats are never going to vote for a Republican. But that didn't prove true, even in the Democrat House run by Pelosi. And it didn't prove true when you look at how the squad voted under the Democrats. They would defy Pelosi. So she didn't have an iron fist, and the Democrats weren't that unified and that perfect. So there is an, a question of how it was assumed or known by Gates and his other team that 
somehow the Democrats were not going to give a single vote. If you remember, there's a uh, AOC came out and made the comment that they, when he, she was confronted by Getz on the floor, that she had confirmed that none of the 212 Democrats were going to vote for any Republican because it was political suicide. All right, so political suicide by whom? And who is now controlling the power structure in that party to ruin your career if you step out of line? Because apparently Pelosi is gone. These are big questions to continue to ask and probe for answers to. How did President Trump, was he able to tweet out on Friday knowing what the end result would be and alluding to it all day of knowing what the end result would be with the final vote with McCarthy in power? How did he know that for sure? What was the certainty of it? And then if you continue on and you look at the, the dissension that happens even after that vote, because a few Democrats broke ranks when they voted to defund the IRS. Again, you have to ask that same question. If they were willing to break ranks then, why weren't they willing to break ranks earlier? So what has happened? There is something going on in these shows that we're looking at that are unusual. They're not normal human behavior. And we're taking a lot of things for granted. And perhaps it is one of these events that you dig into it and you find out that it literally leads to nothing. But if we aren't asking these questions, these hard questions about what's really going on, we're not going to get anywhere. It's just like back to the NFL. If you're not looking for the to see what their promotion is, like the numbers, the, the, these are not just coincidences. And the problem is that they've got people still so dumbed down on this idea that it's, oh, this is just a coincidence. This is just an anomaly. We've had enough of the anomalies. We're way past that point. We're way past this, the, the randomness of things. This picture you're looking at, when we look at this, this uh, ICU unit, lots of questions about that. Lots of questions about the, the IV, the, his state of being, the, the posed picture, wearing the jersey, um, all sorts of things there. The, there's a lot of questions there. And then Damar's just sudden recovery, and yet we haven't had any press conference with him to my knowledge. So what's that about, right? And so what happened to Damar? He coded twice. So what is going on here? And these are hard questions and important questions to ask. My guess is that my personal opinion is they probably are looking for a double for him because they're going to, they probably died. If not, then if he's, if he came back to life, then what's his story? When you code twice, you may have had, for example, a, a, a near death experience. What's your story? And that's, we need to be asking these things to discover what's really happening in these, in these places and to get to the understory that we're not being shown or they don't want you to see. Congress goes forward and passes these measures. And it's just, like I said, it's interesting that in the calculus of Gates and his team to get McCarthy to the final 217 that he needed, which actually ended up being 215, how is it possible that they didn't factor in the potential loss of that seat they weren't at all concerned about Democrats coming over and voting for McCarthy to bring him over without the, the final amendments. And then you had this strange cue drop that came in for the five-year delta that basically suggests that there was a direction of a good, which happened to Representative Good was the last one to hold out, and then there was a bracket of 15. There's only really one way you can accomplish that perfection. And it's not from some voodoo magic of, of looking glass technology, which if you're, if a person's asking about that, do some research on it because looking glass technology, if it exists, 
doesn't provide specific dates and times. It provides images, it apparently provides images and shadows of potential outcomes of a future, which very possibly could be nothing more than a quantum or AI system that's doing future forecasting. But this, in a specific event on a, on a five-year delta with Q, which was a strange anomaly, the only way you would accomplish that is if you were running on a script. And if this whole thing that we're watching is literally, as has been said many times, a movie. But for what intent? And that gets to who is pulling the strings. There's a sense of naivety that somehow that the evil cabal is being cast aside and a good, good group of people are standing up to return the power back to the people of the world. But in all honesty, I think if we're all fair in this statement, humanity is not ready to lead itself. We think we are at times of our arrogance, but we're so divided right now. We have so many, what happens if humanity's rise of power suddenly becomes the people that run this, the, the citizens of Portland, Oregon, or the citizens of, of Chicago, or the citizens of New York? Is the rest of the country going to be happy? And the answer is no, because you have high levels of liberal influence. You still have a, a real emphasis on this, this whole climate change nonsense. We would be steering the country farther down into the bowels of hell that we already are going on at high speed. So who is really steering the hand here? And it is, it's something we have to be very cognizant of as we move forward. It is, I don't know if you have read, but there's 25 states have passed a allegiance to Israel law. So in other words, we can't, uh, you're not supposed to say anything against Israel. And I, don't, I think the laws even prevent you from boycotting Israel. And 22 other states have that ready to go. Do you realize we don't even have that for the United States? We don't have a allegiance to United States law. So who's running that op? Who's getting us to be roped into this place of being allied by allegiance to Israel, with an oath to Israel, right? Who And why is Bolsonaro, so why is there a photo floating around the Bolsonaro with him standing with an Israeli flag? Why is Trump so happy to be you know, Jewish and standing with Netanyahu? These are big questions because these are leaders of nations that are converting and moving closer to the Israeli orbit. And we have to ask some hard questions. Who is really behind all of this engineering of the circumstances that we're at? You notice how you can't even hardly touch the topic I'm talking on without being red flagged as anti-Semitic. It has nothing to do with this. This is politics, military, and power. And so there is a real stealth operation going on here in the background that is steering a nation as there is this blind obedience given to Israel. And I run into it all the time, especially with the Christian community, because they're just like, well, Israel, we have, to, we have to pray for Israel. Israel, Israel, Israel. Israel of today is not the real Israel. Israel of today was purchased by the Rothschilds. Israel of today has a government that is more secular and a people that is more secular than it is anything else. Israel of today is a is a really more of a fascist type society. Remember, Israel of today mandated vaccinations for every one of its people. So we have to get past the worships again, the worship of teams, the worship of politicians, the worships of, of countries. And start getting into where our true alliance lives or should live as that's with Father God. This is a real challenging time in discerning these things. And this year it's going to get very convoluted, more so than ever before. 
We're heading into what is essentially a psychological warfare storm. If it's been bad so far, it's only going to get worse. AIs have now started to be released and used in the public. AIs that can now generate images, AIs that can generate full storylines, AIs can, that can write papers, AIs that can write blog articles, AIs that can do business plans. All of that is, again, part of a, in a bigger picture. It's sound, people are getting excited about it because it's freeing them up to do other things, they say. But every single time we step farther into these, these walks, we're heading deeper into a trap. And that trap is about us being enslaved by a digital world. The master plan here is a digital, global digital prison. And so we ask these questions, we have to continue to probe, have to continue to know. We have 2,500 people. So four, over about 432, 436, whatever the number is right now in Congress, all attended the, the, the vote last week. Each one of them has at least five members of a staff. So that's an influx in DC of 2,500 people. Okay, so where is all that traffic? Where is all the restaurant traffic that that would have to sustain? Because that's lunches, dinners, breakfasts, that's snacks, that's after hours cocktails. Where was all that influx? I'm not saying it's not there, but we don't have any documentation of it. Where were they coming in and out of the buildings? Were they even in DC? DC is almost dead as a ghost town these days. So ask the hard questions as we go forward because the deception is going to get harder and harder. And we're going to have to confront some intentional lies and blockades to those questions that they put in place because they don't want us to see really who the power of the hand is behind all of this and where they're trying to steer us. We're being forced into a, a cattle shoot of a sort with an outcome that we don't know. And that should make everybody feel uneasy. We're going to talk more about that right after these messages. Thanks for your support of this platform. Use the code BTV at checkout for additional savings. Brighteonstore.com With so much of the world's current food supply consisting of dirty, contaminated, genetically modified foods that may have been grown using herbicides and pesticides, Increased scrutiny over what you put in your body is of the utmost importance. Even supposedly organic foods found on most grocery store shelves may contain toxic substances, chemicals, and other additives that can be harmful to your health. That's why here at BrighteonStore.com, we subject all our in-house products to extensive lab testing for glyphosate, heavy metals, and microbiology using our state-of-the-art spectrometry equipment to ensure the highest quality of cleanliness and purity. Support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at brighteonstore.com today. Nearly all the vitamin C sold at retail today comes from China, and it's made from genetically modified corn. Even though vitamin C is a critical part of immune support, it's also critical to know where your vitamin C comes from. I'm Mike Adams, the founder of Brighteon and BrighteonStore.com, and we only sell non-China, non-GMO vitamin C. We then subjected to rigorous laboratory testing in our own food science lab, 
checking for heavy metals, glyphosate, as well as microbiological contamination. Only after it passes our tests do we encapsulate it and package it for our audience. You can find it at brighteonstore.com. It's not the cheapest vitamin C on the market, but it is by far the most rigorously tested and honestly sourced vitamin C available anywhere in the world. Support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at brighteonstore.com. Welcome back here to Brighty on TV with Bart's FM podcast. Patriots, one of the most important things we can have in this time, especially in your preps and as you are doing all you can to kind of offset what's coming or what we think may be coming, is a good Bible. And frankly, you need a Bible that's both in a digital form and in a paper form. And it needs to be one that has a great edition and it provides a lot to you to learn and to see deeper insights into scripture. For me, the best Bible out here for all of that is the Founders Bible, thefoundersbible.com. This comes in both the digital form, a great app, and it has it is a one Bible. And what makes the, this so unique, besides the fact it's one of the best translation editions, which is the NASB 1995 edition, what makes this Bible so unique is that it, it takes our founding fathers' documents and it works them throughout the scriptures so that we can see how our founding fathers were actually using scripture as a living language. That's really profound because in this day, mainly we like to quote exact things of scripture, but our founding fathers knew, our, knew the scriptures so well that they were actually writing and developing whole documents based on their knowledge and the language of scripture. So head, head on over to thefoundersbible.com thefoundersbible.com. When you check out, use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, B-A-R-D-S. That'll give you 20% off. And that's 20% off as well on the app. So take advantage of that. This is a really amazing Bible. I just can't stress this enough, um, what it provides for us. And when it comes to preps, you need to be having on the top of your preps a Bible. We talk a lot about guns and ammo. We talk about food and we talk about shelter and clothing. But what we don't talk enough about in our preps is really what should be the number one item, not just for the household, but for everything we prepare for, is to always have a paper Bible. And that goes even with your house. You should have a, a Bible at the center of your home because that's literally what our house and life should be around. So head on over to thefoundersbible.com, thefoundersbible.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. You will not be disappointed. It's a fantastic addition. It will literally turn Bible reading into one of the greatest historical adventures you've ever imagined, thefoundersbible.com. So here's something of interest as we kind of jump off of that ad and, and look at some things as we kind of loop around a lot of what's happening. You go to Esther, uh, it's Esther 8.11, I believe. I don't have it right before me, but it's a very interesting passage because it really establishes when it talks about the right to assemble and the right to defend ourselves. That is the origins of the First and Second Amendment, or at least one of the strong influences, a scriptural. So we, the First and Second Amendment are rooted in, in Scripture themselves. In a world of deception like we're in, and kind of this first half of the show is kind of just some of my ramblings on about some of the things that we've seen over the last couple of weeks. But it's important to really understand that we're facing an unprecedented level of technology. And I want to read something to you here 
see the light change because my screen changed. But this is from Arthur C. Clarke. Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. I love that quote because right, right now we have become so numbed to the incessant change of technology, the changing of lighting like I just did actually here, uh, which, by the way, I, I'm still the same guy. So I want to be clear, same guy I was last week, same guy I was this week. No mask. No, no mask. But here, here's, here's the thing is that we are dealing with people that are, we are dealing with probably what I would call a mission impossible level operation around us. The question we always have to ask is who's leading this? We want to believe that good guys are leading this. But there are some pretty strange, pretty clear consistencies between both sides. There is a side that is obviously a deep, dark, evil cabal. They want to uh, take your children, break the family, enslave you forcefully, put you, reduce the world population down to about 500 million, make everybody use birthing clinics um, to birth their children that will be genetically altered when they at birth, and then make sure that you certain babies and most everybody at some point or another is integrated in with the digital world so we become a new transhuman species. The problem is that the other group of people, which one could look at influencers like Trump, we could look at influencers like um, Elon Musk, anyone else that's out here pushing those names, they don't seem to have any issue with the idea of an evolving transhumanism strategy. They don't have any issue with the idea of a digital currency because they're saying it's things like it's a digital currency backed by gold. All of these things are a problem because we're revamping a world right now before our very eyes. The Great Reset is really a, a, a deception in itself because in my opinion, the Great Reset has a super dark side that if you're foolish enough to follow it, quite frankly, you deserve the pit of hell you go into. But the other one pivots away from that to offer this new opportunity and new horizons and technology. But we really don't even know what that means. So I go back to that quote with Arthur C. Clarke, and I think it's important to realize any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. We can't discern ourselves what's real and what's not right now. Robotics have developed far beyond what we think they have. They are showing us these primitive robots from like Boston Dynamics. And yet what we're not realizing is those robots, if they're showing them to you in the public and you have to just appreciate this, from the labs that are working in DARPA and DOD, which would put them in these classified projects at TS or TS and higher, which is top secret or higher, you're never going to see those products. So if you're seeing it on the public domain, it's a minimum of 10, usually 20 to 50 years behind where they actually are. That's a standard rule. And I have done studies on this exact thing for Department of Defense. So this is just to validate that a bit because open source, we can get a pretty good glimpse on the trends of things in open source. And we can see what's going to become available in terms of an emerging threat when we look at open source and we can go into cutting edge commercial open source, meaning available for us to research and find. We can talk, we can see some of the concepts of quantum computing, which is desktop quantum computing, or even some of the theories on avatar technology where you are growing a biosynthetic and you're bridging that with a mind, with a mind bridge. 
that technology, by the way, was developed in 2010, 2011, when they did that with rats. They put a, they used DNA and they used a DNA modification. They used a chip so that rats could talk to one another. So, meaning one rat can control another. And this has been done by scientists even in England where he was able to put a chip in his arm and put a synthetic arm over in New York and through the internet he was able to control his hand and get the remote other hand to do exactly as he did just with a chip in his arm and using a Wi-Fi connection. These technologies are here. And so when we start talking about things like robotics, biosynthetics, um, clones, replicants, meaning clones are grown from birth. Replicants are made to look just like this, somewhat like the person. So they can make a replicant of me. There's a lot of hesitation, especially in the faith community, to embrace some of this. Fact of the matter is, this technology is here. And if you, if you look, if you're not willing to accept what you're seeing, then you're going to continue to tell yourself it's not here. They've been cloning cattle for 20 years plus. They have, you can, in California, you can have your pet cloned. So that you, if you lose your pet and you get same fluffy, comes back to you, right? It is so important to realize that if we're able to clone those, then we're able to clone and replicate human beings. It is not any step away. I mean, the first artificial womb that they created, ironically, and I say this because everything they do is to mock God, was a, with a lamb, a sheep, a little baby lamb. They... They grew a lamb in an artificial womb, the blood of the lamb. I mean, that is literally what they are mocking God by saying we can grow a lamb in a lab. People miss it. It's right before us, but their language is very clear when we start to see it. And what's happening around us, people are still, many people, and I'm not accusing anybody here, but many people are still very uneasy in accepting the principle that what we are seeing before us could be something other than what's, what's real. We assume because somebody walks and talks that they're human. Nephilim, which was of the days of Noah. By definition, Nephilim is not giants. That's what our interpretation, because there were giants, and there's some documentation of it. But by name, Nephilim were earthborn. That's what the name actually means, earthborn, which means you're not of heaven. So that would mean that if you were a clone, if you were grown, you would be earthborn. If you were... a if you were a robotic, create biosynthetic with a, a, a memory implant from somebody else's existence, you would be what? You'd be earthborn. That's another one of these things. They've talked about imprinting people's whole personality and uploading themselves is the term into, the, into a, a matrix or into a digital system and architecture. Again, if they're talking about it, they've accomplished it. That's the rule you have to go to. All they're doing at this point is softening you and getting you ready to accept something they know you don't want to accept. The digital currency system they're making a big bunch of nonsense about. They're, what they've been doing most importantly over this last couple of years is trying to break down your trust in banking with the hacks, break down your trust in the digital environment with hacks and failures of systems, Gets you to feel that money is very unpopular. They went through a whole process with COVID. The money is unclean. All of this is social engineering. It's all preparing you for this new digital currency. And why do they want everybody on a digital currency? Because to do that, then they control you. They control me. They control every single expenditure that we do. 
And it goes further because that's exactly, for example, what the CBDC is. It's a controllable, programmable digital currency. So they can get me or you, as we go in and do our exchange, they can decide suddenly that, well, you don't need to buy any more meat. You've already bought enough of your allocation because now you're going to exceed your carbon credits and they'll simply shut you down. And you won't be able to purchase because all of your money is digital and you're using a digital app or you're using a card to do that. All of these things that we're doing are part of this new digital horizon. And we have not heard any alternative to this. You have you hear big platitudes like make America great again. You hear great platitudes like America first. And we're, we're going to be better than we ever were before. What does that mean? And as we look at things and hear things, it is on us to demand details. What has happened here over the last you know, 50 years at least is a mass acceptance of what we see we just take for granted. We assume that a police officer knows his rules. So if he makes an arrest, we assume that he did it the right way. And when we hear the stories in the press of a murderer getting off on a technicality, we get upset because it was like justice isn't served. But we have what we just did is we confirmed that that person was a murderer before they went through a court process. We do what the police do, which is you're guilty before proven innocent. And increasingly, we get shaped into accepting more and more reckless policing without us ever doing our job of learning the rules. We have to become educated in what this system is doing. You have to know your constitution and your declaration of independence and your bill of rights. What does it say? What does it specifically say? Does it say in there that a government gives us the rights? No. Declaration of independence is the base document for our nation. God gives us the rights of all things, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which means that everything underneath that is God given. So I don't need to be told by the government what I need to do with my guns. God gave me the right. That's just life. They don't like it. That's too bad. Well, they don't like it because guns is are things that happen to be around because guns are used to stop tyranny. That's the whole basis of the Second Amendment. And we have a tyranny going on right now. This is a despotism of its worst kind, run out of control. But worse yet, people are going to brain-damage state to believe that it's actually working. It's not. It's failing. First Amendment right, our freedom of speech, freedom of, to assemble, freedom of, freedom of religion. These things in there, so important to understand every detail of what that means. And those are just two. We have to know the rules that the police are working under. We're police pull, as I ran a piece the other day on the show, which is a young man, 25 years old, roughly, gets pulled over at a state police checkpoint to check for if anybody's been drinking alcohol. Police officer asks him, says, have you been drinking? He says, may I go? And the officer says, after you answer my question, he says, well, may I go? Long story on this, as he goes through this, he asks the officer if the officer at, it believes in the Constitution. And the officer says, yes, I do. I swore an oath to it. And he said, then why aren't you enforcing it? And the officer says, I am. He says, what, is, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm detaining you because I need to know if you drank alcohol. And the, and the young man says, detaining me for what purpose? What's the crime? And the end of the day, the point is that in the end of this exchange, 
The officer let him go without getting the answer of whether he was drinking alcohol or not because they were in violation of the Constitution. You can't do checkpoints and do these seizure, do these checks and seizures unless you have probable cause. And there is no probable cause. This is one little example of hundreds and hundreds of things that happen in our daily life that we allow to happen because we're not getting ourselves educated. And it's no different even in our faith. You have people out here that talk about Christianity. They talk, they don't want to have anything to do with God. When you sit down and talk to them, their experience with a church has perhaps been horrific, or maybe they've been, they didn't like church and because it was too stuffy, or maybe they were worse, which is becoming a common theme. Unfortunately, they were sexually abused in the church. So their relationship to God is based on an institution that hates God and their inst- and then the institution of God that's supposed to be opening that door to Jesus. And in fact, it's tainted and stained horribly. And then we just assume that a person's like, well, you're an atheist, you're an agnostic because you're a fool. Well, maybe because they've never met Jesus because they've never been shown the way to find that and what it means. That means research, reading the Bible. It means engaging with people that understand. All these things are interrelated. And I'm talking about here today. It's all based on our getting ourselves educated and knowledgeable. Faith and knowledge are your two pillars of success. And that faith and knowledge has to expand in 2023 in a big way. We have to get to a place where we're seeking to have more knowledge or equal knowledge with those that we confront. Many people are looped into this place, just like we saw with COVID and police policing. They were obeying rules. Nobody was checking them on a broad scale. Yes, people pushed back, but too many people in our society willfully accepted the COVID nonsense because someone said, you need to lock down. There's no precedence for that constitutionally. But because we went along with it, we ended up with it. And this is my point. We got here through this whole process because of what we see and what we hear we take for granted. Biden is, there's four different pictures you can find of Biden at least that don't look like Biden, the same Biden, if you look at the details. There's pictures of Trump, if you look at Trump, that don't add up. I'm not saying, I'm simply telling you what I'm seeing. The same with Pelosi, the same with every single leader out here, the same with Elon Musk. Look at his early pictures and his pictures now. How did he suddenly get different eyes and grow hair? We see this over and over, and yet we take it for granted, and we don't ask the questions because, what, are we afraid that someone's going to say, oh, you're one of those tin hat conspiracy theories? I already went past that one a long time ago. I'm way down the deep end on that. I, I mean, literally like a tin hat suit now, Right? And at this point, what we've proven is most conspiracies don't end up being conspiracies at all. They end up being truth hidden in our plain sight and tagged as conspiracy so that people will ignore them. That's the whole point of using the term. If Congress is suddenly showing up and there's 2,500 people up there and the hard question is, where is all the food and services that are moving in and out of the building coming from? Maybe it's no big deal. Maybe some of these questions we ask can be answered with hard fact and data on the ground, but we need to ask them. Why weren't there any pictures of the Congress coming into from outside in? Why do we always just look at inside? It's like it's a big stage set, right? When Sean Penn gave his Golden Globe speech just a couple nights ago, why was Sean Penn nervous, shaking, and sweating? Sean Penn hates people. Sean Penn, that's his playground is to disdain America. Why was he suddenly nervous 
and sweating. What was that about, right? Zelensky, Ukraine. Where's all that money going? What's really going on in the war? How are, how are these weapons being used? Who's taking them up? Where are they going? There's just so many questions that we just can't take for granted in, anymore. And, and people have to start being pushed to question it. And until we get there, we have a really long ways to go. Phenomenally long ways to go. Because we have to become the critical thinkers that break and rupture the narratives that they want us to obey to. And it's only us that can do it. Let's pray. Father, we're blessed to be here today, very humbled. Just pray for high levels of discernment right now. The levels of discernment that will open people's eyes and stimulate them to ask the hard questions, to demand the answers for things that sometimes are uncomfortable to ask, to start seeking truth at a deeper level now, to pursue the truth of what's before us, to truly start breaking hold of the matrix that's trying to shape us and prevent us from seeing our way through. This process will likely become more extreme. And so we continue to pray for people's courage, their righteousness, that eyes of discernment to break through all of this and to lead us, continue to lead the many from the darkness to the light. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Don't be afraid in any way of asking the hard questions. You're going to have to ask a lot of them. There's a lot of things, and it's, and it's not that people aren't asking them, but we need to ask more of them. And we need to work with this on a standard basis, always asking. Brazil is another example. Brazil was an event that mocked and mimicked January 6th. They even had their own shaman down there. That's not even possible. Same type of a behavior. And suddenly Brazil goes quiet. Just because something comes off of a cell phone camera, by the way, doesn't mean that it's a patriot filming it. Ask yourself who's behind the camera and why they want you to see it. That's a good start. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Until then, or until the next time, God bless, and out for now.